button down the hatches, hide yourself away from the storms, and settle down for this week's episode of Wolfstag. With me, Mike Jones. Hello everybody, I hope we are all well. Welcome to Wolfstag, Season 5, Episode 3. We are there already. Seeing as I said I wasn't going to do any more of these, we seem to roll around to number 3 really rather quickly. Um, but I've got the bug. I've got the bug again, what can you say? Hope you've all had an amazing week. Um, I hope you've all uh, managed to get through this. Wild weather! Haven't we just had some just incredible weather situations going at the moment? It feels madness sometimes. We've we've gone from heat waves in the summer to absolute storms battering us. You know, rain and floods, and it's been flooded round here, guys. You know, you know, it's like you know when it gets cold, and you do that usual thing, don't you? Know, you put all your heaviest quilts on your bed, you shut all your windows, you put your heating on. Um, and invariably you end up catching a cold. And I've had the absolute snuffles this week. There's nothing worse than waking up snotty of a morning, is it? You know, you don't feel like doing anything. But, you know, get the meds down, yeah. Happy day, off you go, you get on with, with your day. Uh, so it's been one of those mad weeks of weather, but I'm recording this on a Sunday. And it's been a lovely day today. Had a little had a little more in a garden centre. Yeah. That's that's who I am now. I'm I'm feeling like I'm losing my rock and roll edge. I'm now a card carrying member of my local garden centre. Um, but you know what? The Christmas displays were out, and there was a little bit of Halloween stuff going on as well. So I had myself, um, well, me, not just me. Uh, family came out, me folks, uh, the lady, and we had coffees and cake. Sunday afternoon is what you do. And now I've come back, and while I'm recording this. I've got a roast going on in the background. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of a... Let's see if I can get those smells appearing in your head. I've got roast chicken in the oven, crisping up, cooking lovely. There will be roast potatoes cooking in beef dripping. If you only do it once a week, come on. You know, you're a long time looking at the lid. Enjoy roast potato from now now and again. Um, So we've got roast chicken stuffing um veggies i absolutely adore veggies now here's the thing right you can be vegetarian and not eat meat and you can be vegan not eat meat and and other dairy products as well i can get on board with that it's not so, i mean i have veggie days um but i enjoy meat but i could i could you know you know, if I had a day without meat, that's fine. I could cut that out of my diet, not a problem. But do you know what I can't get my head around? Is people who say they don't eat vegetables. I, I, what do you live on? What are you eating? Oh, I love... Right, boiled cabbage with a bit of white pepper and butter. Carrot, 
swede, parsnip, peas, sprouts, you know, oh, roasted onions that just fall apart. Oh, man, it's just, it's the best thing in the world. I can eat buckets of that stuff. So if anybody wants to let me know what on earth someone who doesn't eat veggies eats, oh, it can only be beige food. It can only be bland. I'm not knocking anybody. It's not what I do. It's a positive experience here. It's just one of those things that absolutely baffles me. Um, so that's cooking away nicely. There'll be lashings of thick chicken gravy to go over it later. And also, this is where I get a little bit controversial now because I love, on a roast chicken dinner, apple sauce. Now, I know that is like traditionally a pork accompaniment. And I know there's a lot of you out there that go, fruit and meat, fruit and meat, ugh. I've spoken about this before. No, it works. It's absolutely lovely. It's fine. Get on board. Try it. Apple sauce with your chicken. Beautiful. And then, once I've had that roast dinner, a nice little rice pudding. Nice. And that's also cooking away as well. With a nice dollop of raspberry jam right in the middle. Happy days. So I had a little theatre visit uh, this week. I headed down to Wrexham to the William Aston Hall, which is part of Glendower University, right next door to Wrexham FC, uh, which some of you, if you're football fans, you know Wrexham FC, of course you do. It's one of the oldest football teams in the league. Uh, but even if you're not massively familiar with football, you'll absolutely know it because that's the club that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney uh, bought a couple of years ago, and they're doing a fantastic job over there uh, with that team, so more power to them. Um but no, what didn't go for the football went to the theatre next door to see the live podcast show of one of my favourite podcasts. Uh, I don't think this is ever going to get a live tour. It's just not going to happen, is it? <laughs> uh, but no, I follow a podcast called Uncanny by uh, Danny Robbins. I think I mentioned this last week. I like, I like the supernatural stuff. I like paranormal stuff. I've loved it since I was a kid. When I was... Oh, what, nine, ten years old? I remember the Unexplained magazine that came out. That part work, you know, you get these part work magazines. And and it was stories of ghosts and UFOs and out-of-the-body experiences and spontaneous human combustion and yetis and just everything unexplainable under the sun. And I just became absolutely fascinated with it now i'll admit in my 20s and maybe into my 30s i was absolutely more into the belief uh, of of these things being out there i'm a bit more skeptical these days for me there's not enough evidence to explain exactly what's going on but people are having experiences so something's happening and i think that's part of the joy i think i think deep down i think that's that's what draws people to the paranormal it's that last really great mystery and maybe one day we'll figure it out maybe one day science will explain what's going on there although i think in some respects i think i think to to answer all those questions in some respect will be a little bit of a shame 
because that's part of the joy of of being interested in this in this topic is is the not knowing it's the mystery of it and if it's one of life's last great mysteries then so be it you know i i do kind of think if they were to prove life after death you know and ghosts are real and you do survive death in another format then what would that mean to the world how would that change people's opinions on life if suddenly that end is no longer an end and i know it's a great philosophical question isn't it and i think people wrestle with it so i I i think we shouldn't know but it doesn't stop you looking for answers it doesn't stop you trying to work out what's what's going on we enjoy the journey maybe we're not that fascinated in the destination really truly because if we prove it or disprove it, it feels like an end. And we don't want an end, really, do we? We, we want to carry on exploring this weird, strange world of whatever it is that's, that's happening out there. So we went along to the live show, and it was a really fun night. It was fantastic. Danny is brilliant. He had his, his uh, guests there who were um, experts either way. Uh, Evelyn Hollow and Chris French. Uh, talking about different explanations of the experiences they were talking about. A couple of new cases. I won't do any spoilers because uh, that wouldn't be fair, man. It's not right. Um, but there's a couple of new cases they discuss, and he presents it in a really dramatic, theatrical way. Uh, it was a it was a really brilliant night. But what's what struck me, and what has struck me with with the podcast is uh, they talk about team believer or team skeptic. Now. It's the belief aspect of it that I think we need to think a little bit more about what we believe in and uh, what we have opinions about. Because over the past few years now, and I'm, I'm, it's not really going off topic this at all, but belief and opinion has, in some respects, overtaken fact. Fact and truth to the point now we talk about alternative facts, and you can't have alternative facts. Facts are facts. You can have alternative beliefs and alternative opinions, but if something is is provable and it's definite, then it is what it is. But here's the thing with belief. This is the way I look at it, and especially when it comes down to whether something exists or not. I have a mug in front of me right now. It does not require my belief to exist. It is going to exist regardless of whether I believe in it or not. And if I suddenly stop believing in that mug, it's not going to disappear. So that's... You can have your beliefs, you can have your opinions, but remember that they are internal to you and they really don't really have any external bearing on the world. Um, And in that respect, you should be open to changing your mind and and changing your beliefs and changing your opinions and being open to a world and being swayed by the evidence. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. I think we've demonised that a little bit. I think in in some respects we we see people as a little bit weak or a little bit wishy-washy if they don't take sides. But the world's not that black and white. It really isn't. There is an awful lot of grey. And it's absolutely okay to go, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what's really going on in the world. You know, um, but if someone comes along and explains it to me and shows me evidence for something and, and can, can point me in the right direction, I am open to that and that will dictate my worldview. We shouldn't be so pompous as to believe that each of us know, know the answers because we don't. We really don't. But isn't that why we do this? Isn't that why I talk? Isn't that why we listen to other podcasts and other people? Just to try and figure out what this life's all about and how we can best navigate this life in a happy, positive way that contributes and makes not just only our lives better, but everybody else's as well. And if exploring those questions gets you there, then I think that's a good thing, isn't it? Here's my rant of the week, by the way. It's the guy that is sat outside my house right now who regularly just leaves his motorbike running and revving. Mate, get in the bit. Turn it off. Just turn it off. Drive away, preferably to the edge of a cliff, if you don't mind. It's Sunday evening. You're an idiot. I won't mention no names. Can't. I don't know who he is, but he is an idiot. Go away. Go forth. Be gone. Disappear. Baba. I bought Christmas cards before. Don't judge. I know it's October, but they were in a deal and they were recycled and I'll end up recycling them. I tell you what, though, in this world of us hoping to be more environmentally friendly and cutting down the waste, and I know these cards are made from recycled cardboard and you can recycle them again, I'm beginning to get a little bit of the guilt round about Christmas time because just the amount of paper waste and cardboard waste, when we wrap stuff up in tons and tons of paper that just gets torn off and chucked in the bin, we open cards which we read once, stick on a shelf for two weeks, and then bin. Is it a bit much, or is it okay to say, well, we're going to recycle it so it goes back into the system and it's absolutely fine? Or do we need to be a little bit better about it? You know, I was caught off guard this week. I went into work and I had some paper that I'd printed out, some documents, and I wanted some poly pockets. We didn't have any. I said, why don't we have any poly pockets? He said it's single-use plastic. And it's little things like that I hadn't even considered. Yeah, we we do. You, you put your thing in your, in your little poly plastic pocket and, you know, where do they end up? In the bin, in landfill. I'll be honest, though, I mean, I do I do tend to, to reuse mine. I, I know in the past that's looked like me being a little bit tight, and in some respects it is. But... You know why? You know why? Does it have to be single use? Why can't I use it over and over again? Um, so we need to be a little bit more responsible with those things, don't we? You know, take a look at, at, at what we have and can we use it? Can we fix it? Can we can we mend it? You know, if I get a hole in a garment of clothes, whatever that might be, a shirt, a jumper, whatever, do I sling that out? Do I buy new? Or do I just stitch it up, fix it, 
pour a new button on, you know, whatever it is that needs to be done to it. And it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly good. But we live in a world of consumerism that wants you changing your wardrobe and replacing those items and, and just buying and buying and buying more stuff. And I've been absolutely guilty of that. Oh, yeah, if you've, if you've listened to any of these podcasts in the past, you'll know full well of, of my <laughs> of my issues and almost addictions to just buying random things. But I'm getting better at that. I am, genuinely. I don't buy those things that I used to buy. I now will pick up from Amazon the occasional book. And, and maybe, we live in a world of electronic devices. Sometimes you need a charging cable. Sometimes you need a little gizmo thing to help you along your way. But and now I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Do I actually need that? Do I actually already have it? And maybe if I just dug around my boxes of cables I've already got, will it actually, you know, will those cables be there? Um, and I'm just trying to be a bit more mindful about these things. You know, it's better for your pocket. It's better for the environment, you know, and it's not that difficult to do your bit, really, at the end of the day, is it? I tell you what, I'm in danger of turning into one of those really annoying people who, through the entirety of the summer when it was baking hot and sweltering, was saying almost constantly, I wish it was autumn, I don't like this hot weather, can't dress for it, I like my jumpers, I like my long coats, I love wearing a woolly hat, mate, and a scarf, oh, I just, I'm absolutely pining for the colder weather, and then the colder weather arrived, and what did I do? Oh, I miss the summer. Oh, I miss just going out wearing a t-shirt. Oh, I miss those light nights. Do you know what? Absolute nightmare. Have you got anybody else in your life that's like this? Or is it just me that annoys me? What is it with Brits and weather? I mean, granted, you know, the climates have changed a little bit recently. A little bit, a lot. So it feels like some mornings you can't dress for the way the day's going to turn out. I get that, but we're never happy, aren't we? We're never satisfied. What a miserable bunch we could be sometimes. This feels like another rant of the week. And I don't want to be that moany guy, but sometimes it's dead easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? You know, we need to be a little bit more accepting of what life throws at us and just deal with it. I need to be a bit more stoic in my life, which for a lot of other things in my life, I absolutely am, with the exception of the weather and and what I'm going to wear that day. I need to get over myself. Thank you. So you find me a couple of hours later. Now, I know for you listening to this, you're probably only about 20 minutes into the podcast, but I don't record these all in one hit, straight one after the other. That's not how it works. I do these in little chunks, little sections. So I recorded the first part, and then remember the roast dinner I talked about? I've been and eaten that. It was good. Let me tell you, however, and this might be a warning, I've had cabbage, I've had sprouts. Things might get a little bit, shall we say, noisy later. But you know what? It was beautiful. And for any of the naysayers out there, the applesauce on the chicken absolutely worked with the gravy, with the mashed potatoes, with the vegetables. 
incredible. Now, haven't had the rice pudding yet. I've got that to look forward to later. The little bit of raspberry jam on top. I think that's the way to go. Usually have some banana, but today I'm feeling raspberry jam. I'm in a raspberry jam mood. So anyway, enough about my lunch. It was lovely. I'm sure you're having lovely things as well. Guys, I watched... Well, I kind of watched the Rugby World Cup semi-final last night between England and South Africa. Oh, my word, we were so close. We were so close, and I could see what we were doing at the end. We we brought uh, our very own George Ford on. I say our very own because he's a Sale Sharks player, and I'm a Sale Sharks fan. And we brought him on at the end with Owen Farrell to hopefully move the boys forward enough uh, in the line that one of them would take a punt at goal and and snatch that win for us. But oh, we tried. It wasn't to be. I've got to say, though, we came into this tournament with a dismal record. So for us to go as far as the semi-final and get knocked out at that point by only one point, having bossed the game, um, well done, lads. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant performance. However, I was watching it um, on my phone uh, in Chester, Chester Racecourse, um, at a at a party at an event when I probably should have been paying a little bit more attention <laughs> to what was going on around me. But it's a Rugby World Cup semi-final. Yeah, I'm a rugby fan. It's England. I'm an England fan. What was I going to do? However... I think we'll do well in future tournaments. We've got a really good team built round us. Steve Borthwick gave him his absolute due. Uh, no one thought he was really going to do anything when he took over. And the autumn internationals leading up to the World Cup didn't give any cause for for hope either. So um, absolutely well played, sir. Uh, thank you for a great tournament. Next week's final is going to be interesting. South Africa... Uh, versus New Zealand, the All Blacks. Personally, I think the All Blacks will take it. They look dominant. They look strong. Um, but we'll see. You know, in 80 minutes, anything can happen, can't it? You know, that's that sport in general. But uh, here's on to the next one. Here's to the Six Nations, which will be with us before we absolutely know it. And another summer of rugby. So while the internationals are part for the time being, come on, Sail Sharks. So next week, I'm actually going to be recording a Halloween special, a paranormal special, if you want to call it that. I would love to hear your stories, your experiences, the things that have happened to you. Regardless of what you believe there to be, if you've had any moments in your life that you know's happened, but you just cannot explain it, please do drop me a line on my socials um, and we'll see where we go from there. But I'd love to hear from you. But for now, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you've enjoyed what you've uh, heard today, please do give me a like and a follow on your podcast provider of choice. It helps me do these podcasts more. It helps us to grow the audience. Uh, Please do get in touch. Um, It'd be lovely to hear from you. Anything you want to share, that'd be absolutely cool. But for now, have a fantastic weekend. Have a fantastic week. And I'll speak to you soon.
Thank you for listening to the Wolfstag podcast. I've been your host, Mike Jones. Production and editing has been by me, Mike Jones. The music you've been listening to is One Shot by Soundroll. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do like, rate, leave a comment. It really does help. So tell your friends as well. This has been a Wolfstag production for the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>